We're Mark and Julie Bennett. We sold our home in 2014, bought an RV, hit the road, and we live, work, and travel from the road full time. Yeah, and that's just one of the topics this week on the RV Travel Podcast. The Bennetts will be joining us. You know them from their YouTube channel, RV Love, their website, rvlove.com. We're going to get a sneak preview on their brand new book. We'll also recap the things they wish they'd known before they started this RV adventure. It's all coming up right here on the RV Travel Podcast. Plus, the geeks on tour are here to give us the skinny on mobile apps that we shouldn't leave home without. All that coming up very soon. Looking forward to learning more from them and them too. How's your week going? Are you on the road? If you are, drive carefully and enjoy it, whatever the heck you're doing out there. Here we're getting ready yet again, trying to make a little bit easier parking situation at our place, which means a little engineering, a little bit of earth moving, and then, uh, <clears throat> yes, I did ultimately win the battle of the red ants in our new pull-through space. Haven't tested it yet with the trailer, but that's coming up this weekend, so uh, I'll keep you posted. You know, you, you finally declare victory in a battle like that, and sure enough, what happens? Another front in the war opens up, this one in the pigeon coop. I th- I'm hoping we've won that one as well, but I'll I'll let you know down the road. Hey, do me a favor. Do everybody in the RV world a favor. If you, if you enjoy this podcast, please leave a review or a rating at Apple Podcasts. It's pretty simple. Once you're on the site, it just says ratings and review. Click and then write something nice. I would appreciate it. But more importantly, that's how we get moved up the rankings. The more positive reviews especially the five-star reviews. That's how more people will learn about us. And hopefully you want other people to learn as well as yourself. So appreciate that. And to make it worth your while, I'm going to offer up a new, brand new RVTravel.com mug to one of you chosen at random from those who leave a rating or a review, either in the past or between now and the end of the month. So take a look. Appreciate that. You're helping out everybody because more people will be able to listen. Yep, we got the Bennett's coming up to talk about all that stuff that we wish we'd known before, as the Rod Stewart and Ian Hunter song goes. I'll forego singing it for you. But anyway, we're brought to you in part by Clear 2.0, RV and marine inline water filters and their dirt guard. So it's a two-stage system if you want it to be. Dirt guard will take out the big chunks before the little chunks get to the RV inline filter. The dirt guard is washable and reusable. Free shipping in the lower 48 on $100 or more purchase. Check out the five-star reviews. It's all at clear to o.com whatever you're looking for in the way of water quality on your rv travels they've got something for you there so check it all out clear to o.com 
Excited to have the Bennetts with us, Mark and Julie. You heard them in the introduction. They are having a hell of a good time on the road. If you want to follow them, start with rvlove.com. And then same thing at their YouTube channel. Mark and Julie Bennett, welcome to the RV Travel Podcast. Well, thanks so much. We're so excited to be here. Good to meet you over the airways, Scott. I um, can tell already you're not from around here. <laughs> I am not. I'm a transplant. I'm from south. I'm from the south, but very south in Australia. But I have been living out here in the U.S. since 2008. So, uh, yeah, it's a great country here, and we're very fortunate to have been able to see so much of it in our avid travels. Well, you know, we'll get to that in a moment, but I just want to touch on some of the, the things that are, I mean, red hot, brand new with you these days. Um, you have a book uh mm -hmm. that's been out for a while and it's coming out in audio and then you have a new book coming out and we're going to talk about both of those plus the reason i originally called which is kind of your your version of the frank sinatra song um i did it my way you know i wish we, <laughs> we wish we'd known this stuff before so so give us a quick backstory on how you got into the rv world and then we'll go from there yeah sure well we knew we wanted to travel more, and we, with the limited time, but we thought, hey, RV travel is a way to be on the road. I can still work from home, and we can have our dog traveling with us. We can go travel the country with a limited time off and make the most of it. And so we hit the road back in 2014 and have been to all 50 states. It's yeah. been a really great run. Yeah, we sold our house, bought a motorhome, hit the road, and never look back <laughs> wow so out of all 50 states and then a couple countries on top of that um which mm -hmm. one are you are you most eager to get back to and why Ooh, well that's always such a difficult question scott because you know every every state has its own best parts right you love going to maine in the summer you love going down in the southwest in the winter and every all these states have their shining season you know so it's uh, if you ask me that depending on the time of the year it's a different answer we, we got to so. say our, our we, we last had a home in colorado and and uh we actually have another home base here in colorado so that's i'd say this is where our hearts are is yeah. colorado it's right in the middle of the country so we're driving distance to a lot of the best uh, places that we really enjoy traveling to and you know you're right in the middle really yeah you know i never thought about it that way being centrally located is is not a bad idea period um, you know, uh, business flying, that, that's what I was always, you know, lectured on, but, but for, tr you know, driving the roads, another great way to do it. Yeah. So, and when you're in RV, you're doing a long drive is nothing. It's nothing for us to do a four, six, eight, 10, 12 hour drive. It's really, well, that's <laughs> one of the things I think is so fun is we have so many friends that are like, Hey, you're only like five hours from us. Let's stop by. Right? Yeah. Whereas, you know, family members are like 20 minutes across town and like, oh, really? It's kind of far. You know, it's, yeah. it's such a different mindset with the RV travels. So. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm the same way. I grew up in Los Angeles. So driving is like in our DNA. Oh, um, yeah. I'm glad I don't have to go through that town with an RV. But the idea of driving to me is very therapeutic. And of course, that's one reason we got the podcast. So everyone out there can listen while they're going down the road at the speed limit so, <laughs> so so mark and julie bennett um tell the rv travel podcast audience uh, about i'll call it the old book uh for lack of a better <laughs> the the, the, the first book and what's new there 
Yeah, well, time is slow. You know, we, we wrote uh, Living the RV Life, Your Ultimate Guide to Life on the Road back in 2018. It came out in November of 2018. And, uh, yeah, it's been great. It came out in all the major bookstores and it was in Costco. It was a lot of fun driving. We still, to this day, we love popping into bookstores out of the blue and if they've got copies on the shelf, we'll autograph them and so it's a little surprise for anyone that pops in to buy it. And it's been great. It's it's the big the book we wish had existed when we first started out on the road, Scott, that just there's a lot of information out there now, not so much when we started. So it's but now, while it's great to have all the information, it can also get a bit overwhelming and confusing and conflicting. And so this is just a really great guide to kind of virtually hold people's hand and walk them through all the big steps they need to know to get there. But yeah, it was out in paperback, was out in digital form and actually, um, you know, right on the same day that our second book was <laughs> released, um, Living the RV Life is available in audio. So yeah, if you're an audiophile who likes to drive and listen and learn, then, then that's a great way to be able to access it. We're excited. It's been professionally narrated and uh, it's a bestseller book now. So we're just excited how much RVing is booming and how many people are discovering this awesome lifestyle. Oh yeah. And uh, if you, you know, anything you hear today, folks, uh, well, you can find more information at rvlove.com, just like it sounds, rvlove.com. Um, links to everything, pages for everything, including the new book, which is kind of going to be the topic to a great degree for our discussion today. Uh, why don't you tell us why you, why you decided we needed another book on RV hacks? Well, I think the big exciting thing with this book is, you know, our first book, Living the RV Life, is I think so many people would think that it's only for people doing extended travel. It would, of course, appeal to people wanting to do RVing in general, but this RV hacks, this is something that everybody who has any interest at all in RVing can really benefit from, because who doesn't want to make things a little bit easier, a little bit safer, and more fun when you're out there? And, you know, just simple things like trying to protect your, you know, protect your noggin with a pool noodle, you know, put it on your slide wall. So you don't hold on that. Yeah. If anyone ever has slide outs, especially with the class A where you dig them down below it, you're going to hit your head and just little tips to make your safe, make your life a lot easier. And, and so much of these can really make a difference. And believe it or not, I mean, you know, RV hacks are like such a popular thing. There's, you know, lots of blog posts and stuff out there, but, but believe it or not, there wasn't a book. You know, you go in into one of the, you know, Barnes and Noble or Amazon and do a search, and, and there is no book called RV Hacks. Well, there wasn't. Now there is. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> four hundred of them. Four, yes, four hundred. Yeah. RV Hacks, four hundred plus ways to make life on the road easier, safer, and more fun. And it's just, it's an easy read. You know, you can pick it up and start from chapter one with all driving tips, or you know, go all the way through. There are six chapters, all the different areas, you know, repairs and maintenance, camping, RV living, work and technology, families, kids and pets. Or you could just pick it up and randomly flip to any page and just pick up a little nugget here and there to make life easier. I, so, I, don't, I you know, I, I, I don't know whether to, to take it as an insult or a compliment, but my first book was a di different topic, but similar format. And somebody said, yeah, we leave it in the bathroom. It's perfect for bathroom reading. <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes that's where people spend a lot of time. So you can actually, and you're uninterrupted, you're not getting distracted. So I think that can be it's a good thing. Then you might want a second copy to leave in the living room on the coffee table for your guests. I think that would be polite. <laughs> yes, it would. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, compiling that many bits of data, period, let alone useful, helpful RV hacks, 
had to be one of the biggest challenges. I mean, tell me how you just, uh, uh, you know, what do you do? Are you driving down the road and you say, hey, write this down, blah, blah, blah. I just came up with that. Or yeah. are, are you trolling for advice at campgrounds? Tell me how you get that much information into a book on RV hacks. Well, you know, after almost seven years, we, we've had quite a few of these rolling around in the back of our head. I mean, the first time when Julie and I just sat and brainstormed, we had a couple hundred just come out right away. And then, or like you said, over the next month or two, we'd have a couple more come up and we just keep keeping track of them. But yeah, Julie and I are both very inquisitive type of people. And so the whole time in our travels, we were always talking to other people with different styles of travel to learn what works best for them in their different style of travel. And so I think... Because of the way we've approached our RV life, I think is a big part of why we have so many of those off here. Yeah, you know, to my support, you being curious, we, we walk around campgrounds and, you know, it's so friendly out there. You get to meet people and you see what they've got going on outside of their RV and you think, wow, look at that. Isn't that a great idea? So all these little things that you, you see as you travel around the country, different kinds of routes and how people do it. But, you know, we've just always, I think, with all of our content, always about how can we do it better? How can we make it easier? And sharing that. And that's really been the theme of, of all of our content. But one thing that is unique about this book too and in is uh, we have a lot of great tips. We've got a lot of friends and a lot of great uh, experienced RVs in, in the space and we reached out to them and said, hey, would you like to share some of your favourite hacks in our new book? And uh, over a dozen, dozen of them, I think. Yeah, we've got yes. over a dozen. And what's great is we're able to reach out to people who have more expertise in specific things. Julie and I yeah. don't have kids, but so we reach out to people who have more experience with dealing with kids on their own. Sure. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, because we don't know everything. Nobody knows everything. If there's one thing you know as an RV is you never, ever stop learning. And I think that's part of what makes the RV lifestyle just so much fun. No, and we'll talk about that because I'm, I'm a big believer in what you just said, Julie. That's Julie Bennett. The guy in the left speaker is Mark Bennett. Learn all about them at RVLove.com. Their new book, RV Hacks. Brand, I mean, literally brand new, like uh -oh, today. The yes, and, yeah. and you know, isn't it nice to actually have a book that actually is printed on dead trees, so you can walk, <laughs> or, like you said, you know, there's something ta tangible, tangible about that, and it's really hard to autograph a digital copy, isn't it? It is. And, you know, we full-time RV for over six years. And, you know, I had so many books at home. And when we hit the road, I wasn't allowed to take books. So I started changing up to getting them digitally on, you know, on the iPad, reading them through the Kindle app. So I rebought all my favorite books digitally, which is great because you can take hundreds with you without adding to the weight and putting your RV overweight, which is... That sounds like a great yeah, art. Yeah, hey, I, I write that down. You know. <laughs> sounds like a songwriter I know. He's, you know, he has an argument with his teenage daughter and then he goes into his writing room immediately. Um, That's funny. Uh, so, yes. so you've got all of these great hacks, but there are probably a few that you looked at, you thought about, maybe even tried and decided that one probably ought to stay on the cutting room floor. What? You know, tell us about some of the dumber hacks that you might have been uh, at least approached with. Well, I can definitely say that there were certainly a, a lot on the cutting room floor. We had to bring out a broom for that. So, <laughs> you know, because a big part of the part we were, some of the hacks were brainstorming. You know how brainstorming sessions go. You just start thinking of stuff. And we would think of things that were little practical jokes with each other and drop them into the list. Like, oh, make sure you put a jack underneath the part of the frame that's falling down or whatever. You know, just little things that were, silly. yeah, just being silly. But. Yeah, well, yeah, those are the ones that, yeah. 
Now, I don't know that a lawyer at a at a big publisher like Simon and Schuster would let any of those in. I <laughs> no, that's a good point. You know, because that that is one thing about having a book that is published by a, a major publisher like Simon and Schuster, which are very honoured that they've published both of our books. Now, is they do they're very very thorough with their editing, and they come back with some things and said, "Well, I've done a bit of research, and there's a little bit of a question over this one." I'm like, you know what? When in doubt, leave it out. Yeah. And so, so there were definitely some of those. I think that's something that gives us, but also the reader, a lot of confidence knowing that this is not just stuff that's been pulled out of the air and someone's opinion. It has actually been vetted. So, so that's really important because there's, there's a lot of good information out there in the RV world. There's a lot of not so good information. <laughs> Our yeah, goal I, is to be providing good information that people know we're a trusted source. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I'm thinking about you know, this, the work I did in the food world and uh, how you know the, the editors would ask, well, have you actually cooked that recipe? <laughs> and, and all of a uh, silence on the other end of the line. Okay, so so let's jump into the the new book, RV Hacks. You can find it at rvlove.com. Uh, what are some of the greatest hits that you you think ought to be in our top ten when it comes to the the ones maybe we we didn't know that we probably should know? Are you winning hacks or what we wish we knew? Oh well, let's but, go with hacks we, first. Wish we knew is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pick it back. Well, like Julie mentioned, we'll also share one while Julie's yeah. thinking of it. But the one, you know, we have Julie mentioned we have a lot of other people who are really knowledgeable people sharing in this book as well. And one of those was Peter and John from the RV Geeks, and they had a tip that I hadn't even known, and that was that. To be able to test the amount of propane in your propane tank, you can pour hot water on the outside of the tank and then put your hand on that tank and you'll feel it's cold where the level is where there currently still is propane and it'd be warmer above that because the cool coolness of the propane fuel. Yeah, it should so, be hard to know your propane levels. Yeah, because you know, most propane gauges aren't super, aren't super accurate. So I thought that was something that was really unique and certainly one of the top ones that I remember. I, lo I love that one. And, and, you know, if the weather's right, you can actually see as well. The water going down the tank looks different above right. and below the line so that that is a really good one and uh, i i i still don't use that as near as often as i should and i pay the price for that sometimes julie how about yourself did you find anything out there that was just i mean forehead slapping brilliant that you'd never ever seen or heard i, I think this is a good one and, and i'm I'm going to be honest with you. We've got we had big motorhomes. We had a 36 foot motorhome class A. Then we had a 40 foot. Now we've got a little 70 foot Casita trailer, which I do drive with our Jeep. But you know, a great a lot of people are afraid of learning how to drive an RV. You can learn to drive an RV with a moving truck, and maybe people have never thought of that about that before. But you know, before you go and rent or buy or drive an RV. Go and rent a moving truck. They're inexpensive, and you get a real feel for what it's like to drive and navigate a large RV on roads and through traffic. So it's you know it's inexpensive to do that. It's less complicated, and just want to make sure it's covered by the insurance. But it's a really good way to gain confidence in driving a bigger vehicle before you hit the road in an RV. That is forehead slapping quality. I love that idea. <laughs> and, and you know, there's a lot of people out there who've been driving RVs for a long time who should have started that way. Please, people. <laughs> oh, those are great. Uh, you, you, did you have any challenges when putting a book together like this? I mean, we talked about all the stuff that you had to leave out. Um, but what was the biggest 
hurdle, if you will, in, in writing a book like this? I think for us, it's the time frame. We had like about a month to write this or something. But that yeah. was the first book too. I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend anybody do this, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for some reason, we've, we've, look, we love our publisher. They've been great to work with, but we've had a very short time frame on both of them. Fortunately, we're a good team, but we're very different. Like Mark's really good at producing high and fast, and I'm more the creative writer type that brings the voice and the personality. So I think, I think we're a good team like that, but, you know, it's the pressure, the pressure of a deadline. <laughs> That's yeah. the most stressful thing, really. It but, is. Um, and, yeah. and just like you say, but making sure that you have the balance and, and also it's always thinking about the RV or always thinking about the reader and where they're at in their journey because you've got people that are just thinking about RVing that maybe have never had one and are brand new and you've got to learn so much and then you've got people who have been RVing for decades with so much experience right and you know there might be some in here that might think well yeah I knew that I knew that and I would hope they would after (laughs) RVing for that long but I I think there is something in there for everyone I think regardless of your level of experience as an RVer and also the type of RVer are you working from the road are you a family are you traveling in a you know towable or a motorhome a big rig a little van I mean there's really what you're trying to really think about putting yourself in everyone else's shoes that they're that it's going to have very broad yeah, appeal. so it can speak to everyone. So have everyone have something to take away from. Love it. And, and I wish more authors would think that way, by the way, but that's another question for another podcast. Um, <laughs> well, we yeah. both used to be coaches. So oh. I think that helps. And so we both have coaching backgrounds and helping people improve their lives in different aspects. You know, me in personal development, Mark with health and fitness. And so we always come from that perspective of taking ourselves out of it and putting ourselves in the other person's shoes. And that was the approach we took with living the RV life as well. Just because we've driven motorhomes for six years, it doesn't mean we think everyone should have a big class A motorhome at all. It's, it's, what, what is right for us is irrelevant. What's right for you is what matters. Uh, thank you, by the way. That's a great way to put it. And um, now I've got to ask a little bit of a geeky question. Uh, you described each of your book writing styles. So so when it gets down to it and Simon Simon or Schuster is ringing uh, on the phone today, um, who's doing what? Uh, are you, you know, is one of you typing, the other one dictating? Are you, is one of you out researching? How does that all work? Well, the success model that Julie and I have had on both of our books is, you know, we'll just, we have some discussion around it, and then once we're ready, I'll jump in and build the main structure and outline rough draft, and then Julie's the one who really polishes it and turns it into the the masterpiece it is. Right? Oh, yeah, so, more words. <laughs> I, do need to, I do need to keep that in mind. So if, the, if the publisher says, like, one is 70,000 words, right. like, well, I better stop at 50 because i got to leave some room. <laughs> room for me to, you know, <laughs> give it a little massage and you give it, give it a bit of RV love, right? You've got you yeah. to make it fun. It's, you don't just want a shopping list of just, you know, dry tips. It's got to be interesting. It's got to be fun. It's got to be engaging and entertaining, but something that really helps you remember it in a way way that you know it, so that when you're out there you can put these things into practice on your next camping trip they're the authors of two books living the rv life and brand new rv hacks uh, also audio version of living the rv life is out there and as my publisher reminds me all the time it's available everywhere books are sold including is. congratulations target wow now that's a coup 
Yes, thank you. Yes, that's so funny. I mean, you mentioned earlier our old book. It's been out for more than two and a half years, and it was only in May, uh, just, you know, six weeks ago, two, two months ago, that Target decided to place a big buy. So we walked into Target and saw our book up there on the New Year, New You shelf next to Anthony Bourdain's book and Scott from Scott's Cheap Flights, and we thought, wow, that's our book sitting up there with these big, names of these big famous travel writers and I think it was a real moment where we thought wow RV travel is really really hitting the mainstream and I think those of us that are in this life have felt like that for a long time but really I think for a long time it was thought of something that mostly retired folks do or families take a few vacations but it's totally you would have seen it change the last year or two so much yeah RV renaissance it's everywhere now it's it's exciting you know it is and 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 interestingly you know everybody has their own reason for leading that life now and that's of course one of the things we're exploring here at the RV travel podcast Mm -hmm. but for you uh, and maybe it's changed. Maybe uh, tell me uh, what brought you into this world of RV travel, and what keeps you in it now. Well, you know, we just really wanted to travel and explore, and we had a dog. We don't have kids, and we wanted to. We were, we were pretty much newlyweds, Scott. So it sounded like little romantic. You know, we wanted to spend more time together, and so you know, in three hundred and fifty square feet, and on a set of wheels that's what we've been doing and, and just traveling internationally which was something we thought about you can't do very easily with a dog and rv travel just made sense when why go and explore the rest of the world when you haven't explored all the amazing places on your doorstep here in the u.s we are so fortunate to have the national park system and national monuments don't overlook those we've had mm. some real amazing surprises with the national monuments and just well, I, I, I think the other side of it too besides wanting to spend time with each other was also the work piece is that it was a way to be able to continue to be able to work from home being letting your home be mobile but with your limited time off you can still have so many experiences right we talk all the time about how you can park your home right at the edge of a canyon or at the beach or wherever you can have all those different experiences and you are able to live the life of this amazing location even just for a short while but it just allows you so much more variety and spice in your life It's, it's really great Mark and Julie Benefit Bennett are the authors of the brand new book RV Hacks, uh, released today by Simon and Schuster. Also, uh, yeah. And by the way, <laughs> I know how you feel. Um, oh, li- congratulations! Their 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 other book, Living the RV Life, is now available at Target and all the online places that you can go, virtually anywhere. If you have an e-reader, that sort of thing, you can find them there. Learn all about all of this stuff at RVLove.com. We're going to talk about your YouTube channel and some things I learned there coming up very soon. We also have the Geeks on Tour coming up. In just a few minutes, we got more with Mark and Julie here on the RV Travel Podcast right after this. Speaking of RV travel, if you're curious to know what who built that thing that's in front of you or the thing you're thinking about buying and you really need to know that stuff, go to rvtravel.com slash who makes what. It's a free 73-page report from rvtravel.com, so you can imagine it's pretty darn comprehensive. In fact, 
Chuck Woodbury, the publisher there, says every single U.S. RV manufacturer is listed, including all the makes and models. So every brand name that you find is going to be right there. RVTravel.com slash who makes what. Best news? It's free. Yeah, that's right. Free. And Mark and Julie Bennett, RVLove.com. I'm so excited to talk with you about all of this stuff. You know, the insider stuff, and I apologize if I'm getting a little bit nerdy on some of that. But, but uh, I mean, it's exciting. I mean, what is that feeling that you get when, when you first, when the first box arrives and you open it up and there's your name in your book? It's, it's surreal. It is surreal, and it's exciting because when you see the volume, because I guess when you only see one, you're like, oh, that was something interesting I made. But when we were in Costco, that was when it really hit me. This is the store I shop in regularly, and here I walked, I pushed my cart down the aisle, and there's this stack of 50-some-odd books all at once. I'm like, okay, this is what gives me a realization of the volume and the size. And that's, I think that's when it made it real for my mom, right? I'm like, oh, we wrote a book. And she's like, oh, that's nice, honey. And then she saw it in a Costco. And she's like, oh, my son and daughter-in-law wrote a book. You know, it was, it was just she very loves Costco and my <laughs> only, only, Kind of like when people say it's only real when it's on social media or it's only real when it's – my mom's only real when it's in Costco. Yeah, well, but our favorite thing is to sign copies. Like you said, you can't do that with the digital, you know, but to be able to get – we had all the digital books our first, you know – in our full-time years and now to get a sharpie out and to really personalize that for someone and leave a nice message that's that's one of my favorite things to do it is i'm looking at the pile of type you know uh, wrong names and and misspellings in in the autographs for mine those go to my really close friends but uh, (laughs) um what what do you hope people will take from the new book rv hacks i mean what, what what in the in a perfect world we're driving down the road or we're parked at an RV park. What do you hope somebody learned from that? Well, I think confidence is a big one. And, you know, I think there's so many things in the RV life that, you know, that can go wrong. <laughs> and I think if you just have this sense that, you know what, okay, I've got this. I can deal with it. Because I think that's one of the things as RVs, if you don't, if you're not already this way inclined, you quickly become that way through necessities. You've got to learn to fix things on the fly. You've got to learn to be able to sort things out. Sometimes things happen after hours or when the shop's closed or you can't get the RV in and how are you going to deal with it? And, and just staying calm and knowing, you know what, there's a solution to this really gives you a lot of confidence because um, <laughs> there is a lot that can go wrong with the RV life. That's what makes it interesting, right, Mike? It is part of it. <laughs> So I would presume one of the hacks is a compact yet comprehensive toolkit. It is actually. Yeah, certainly, you know, one of the our great contributors, uh, Tim Rora from Own Let's Do More, he, uh, he's got a great list of, you know, just not just tools, but even just parts and supplies to carry on you that are just inexpensive, but you know, like if something goes out on one side of your RV, this is which it's going to go on the other. Well, just, you know, buy an extra one at the time. Don't wait until you need it. Have it on hand. Uh, especially as you tra- if you're traveling in remote areas. Especially if your faucet like in your water system fails on Christmas Eve when the hardware store is closed for the next two days. You yeah. know, it's just, and it's which winter, happens. right? You know, that kind of stuff. 
if you're really well prepared, but Julie's point, you know, having some confidence and having the faith in yourself and some troubleshooting by reading the book about the way people creatively find solutions to things can actually help you think outside the box when other, when other situations arise. So I, I think it's more than just the hack themselves. It's the helping you have the creative mindset. And to help other people. I think that's another thing. That's one thing we love doing. We've loved learning from other people over the years. We've loved sharing tips that we've learned. And to be able to go and help someone else out, I think others are some of the most helpful folks you will ever meet. And so when you see someone, especially these newbies, there's a lot of new others out in the parks now and they're learning as they go. A lot of them, they call them COVID campers. They bought an RV and hit the road without having time or the opportunity to go and do their homework and research for months on end like we did. And so they're learning the hard way and it's like drinking from a fire hose and that, that can get pretty overwhelming so if you get you know to go and share a few helpful tips like you know one thing here we've, we've done this often is uh clean the water spigot before hooking up so before you you know this sounds obvious to some people but my husband mark is a germaphobe and so this is before you connect your fresh drinking water hose wipe the campground water spigot down first with a lysol or a clorox disinfecting wipe or at the very least, turn the faucet on and run some water through it before connecting your hose because that's going to reduce contamination from whoever was occupying that site before you. And believe me, we've seen it all. You oh, yeah. Have to. And you never know what the other person did last. And we've seen some looking at their window going, oh, my God, and there's too many things <laughs> going on with the sewer and the, 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 the water. And we're like, no, this is why we, we disinfect those water speakers before we hook up our fresh water. Uh, Sound, uh, it sounds obvious, and I think we're all probably a bit more conscious now, having been through a pandemic the last year and a bit. But um, sometimes they're those things you don't forget, like the gloves, Mark. That's one of your great tips. You what people put on their gloves and they're yeah, jumping there. Well, it's so funny to me. Yeah, same you know same on same topic is that people put on their little gloves that they're told they're supposed to put on gloves, but then they go do all the dirty stuff and then they leave the gloves on and go inside, <laughs> put, the, put the keys, go inside, make a sandwich, and then they're like, oh my god, <laughs> the gloves are not to keep your hands clean. Yeah. The gloves that help doctors having their tricks during that contamination. But you know, look, we all we all learn, we all learn the hard way. We'll make mistakes and, and that's something that we all have in common as RVs. Yeah, how, how often does duct tape f f find its way into a book on RV hacks? Oh, it's in uh, duct tape. <laughs> duct tape has like, been everywhere. Any, ever, that's one of the first tools in anybody's because it can fix so, so many things with duct tape. That awesome. Yes. And so are command hooks for that matter. So you know, I'm told, are, yeah. Oh, command hooks is fantastic for so many things. And those removable ones that you can, you know, pull the little strip down the back and take them off without it damaging the wall is, I mean, it's that's just been used for so many things in our RV. Well, funny story about the duct tape. I actually just heard a story from an RVer this week was that they had their roll of duct tape because they were having trouble with their awning and they duct taped it shut. And then they went to get the repair shop, and the repair shop says, well, your awning works fine. Don't you realize you can't have the awning work when the ignition's on in your RV? Oh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> it's, just, it's just funny, though, that you gotta got to have it for whether it's something that's really wrong or something that's just perceived. Yeah, well, I love that idea. And, um, and yes, uh, while it does have a dark side, most of the time it is, uh, it is an important aspect of any repair job, that duct tape. So, um, Mark and Julie Bennett uh, are the authors of the brand new book, RV Hacks, also the book that's so 
oh, about two and a half years old, living the RV life, available everywhere. Books are sold, including for that first one so far, Target, and now available on audio as well. All those books in all those places, and I want to talk about your video instead. The, the reason we started this discussion a couple weeks ago is the title of one of your videos started with what we wish we knew, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because, because there are, a, yeah, there yeah. are a lot of people out there who, who are pondering the RV lifestyle right now. And we hope they're listening because one of my jobs is to help them not drive off the road or not have their awning fly out while they are driving down the road. So let's just hit on some of the high points or would they be low points uh, <laughs> of the video? Uh, Mark, you want to jump in here and just start this one? Sure, yeah. I know the video you're talking about. A lot of what we, we shared that video many years ago, and it's been super popular because there are. There's a lot of people that love to think about learning from the mistakes of others. And and we in that video, we had a few other people have their inputs too. And a lot of it was around what they wish they knew about buying an RV and their RV shopping because that's a very big it's a very big decision. There's a lot that goes into it, a lot of complexity. And I, Julie and I love to be able to help people learn and do their research so they make the right decision. But a few of the tips that to avoid making the wrong decision, uh, one that immediately comes to mind is that you got to get hands-on with an RV if at all possible. Get in there and feel the space. You know, pretend that you're cooking, pretend that you're in the bathroom, pretend you're in laying in the bed or making the bed. Um, so that you can have the experience of what it's really going to be like. And that, that's a very big one because, um, but there's so much to that. I think what people wish they, they knew, like a lot of people when they're moving from a house, they think that they need the biggest possible RV that you can have because they have this big house and then they get into the RV and they realize there's additional challenges with that big RV and uh, that they would have been happier with a smaller one. Yeah, big and bigger isn't necessarily always better when it comes to an RV. And I think a lot of campers are finding that now because, you know, regardless of what size your RV is, it's definitely a challenge finding campsites this year. Um, they are out there, but uh, the bigger the camper, the bigger the RV, the less number of campsites can accommodate you. So I do think those with bigger rigs are having more of a challenge. I think all of us, no matter what size rig, are having a challenge. But, you know, small, we've got a little 17-foot camper. We've never had trouble getting a spot for that. Sometimes mm -hmm. we have to be flexible with our dates. But, you know, if you stay home rolling in with a 45-footer, well, what if your campsites are only 30 or 35 40 feet long you don't fit so definitely yeah. more yeah. limiting for sure yeah, absolutely you know back to those a couple of things that people wish what we wish we knew like cargo carry capacity i think is a really big one that's underrated because it's estimated that over 50 percent of rvs out on the road are overweight on one measure or, or another whether that's their tire weight axle weight total weight combined weight one of those weight measures more than half of the rvs out there are overweight and that's unsafe and i think even even me who did the research and was pretty well informed before we hit the road, even I was surprised at how quickly the cargo adds up, right? I thought, oh yeah, a couple thousand pounds, that should be fine. But no, it added up really fast. You know, you put a couple cans of food, a couple bottles of wine, fill up, um, up your water tank and mm -hmm. some of that cargo is gone, right? So I think that's something really important for people to not discount, something that's very important to give a lot of 
Oh, I, I would agree. Yeah. In fact, my wife pointed out, we were talking about this. We, we just had the axles replaced on ours. Um, mm-hmm. One of the reasons could have been it was not overloading. But, um, mm-hmm. but my wife pointed out, you know, we follow all the, you know, directions on the yellow sticker. And then we put nine people in it. Right. So, over, mm-hmm. you know, even if you're not rolling down the road, you, you have a little cocktail party in your rig. You probably are going to be overweight, aren't you? No, that's a great point. You're not even while you're in motion. That put, while you're parked, that you put low, huge load in it with that big group. That, that big is so nice to party. Party in your rig, Scott. I mean, you're not in trouble. You know what? Well, Next time, skip the DJ. At least he'll <laughs> Julie, well, I, I interrupted you, you, Julie. So you oh. don't let me. Don't Seriously. ever let me do that again. <laughs> Fun. Um, I was going to say, following on from what Mark was saying there too, with that cargo carrying capacity and that yellow sticker, which is so important, it's on the inside door of most RVs. Go look for that. But you know, don't rely on the RV salesperson to educate you. Their job is to sell you an RV, and there are some good ones that will educate you. But oftentimes, you know, well. <laughs> Some of them a year, and they may not have actually sold RVs before or, for that matter, even owned one. So, you know, the more researched and educated you are as a buyer, the the better you're going to be because then you'll know whether or not what you're being told by a salesperson is a lie. You'll know what to look for, what's important. And new isn't always better. I think when I know when we were shopping, we fully plan on buying new. We were going to buy a new 34 foot, I think it was, Winnebago Sites here, 33 C. We knew what we were going to get. And then we were we were in a actually I think it was a camping world. We were in the, on a Sunday and the, the the sales lot was closed, but the service uh, no sorry the store was open, the accessory store. And there was a guy who worked from service in there, and he said, "You shopping for RVs?" We said, "He said, whatever you do, don't buy new." And we're like, "Really?" We kept hearing this from so many people. Like, no, no, no. We're new. We should get you, and then we get the warranty and we're covered and everything. And then we're like, you know what? Maybe we should rethink that. Sure. And, and we ended up buying. And we ended up buying a two-year-old, you know, lightly used with an extended warranty, which proved to be a fantastic coach. Because I think a lot of new people don't realize new coaches. It's not like buying a new car where you can drive that Toyota or that Honda or whatever the Kia for ten years, and as long as you maintain it, it should be just fine. It's not like that with RVs. Um, and the first owner is usually the one that needs to spend the time and the frustration working out the bugs and taking it. Yes, it's under warranty, but try getting an appointment right now at a, at a shop. I mean, this is one of the hacks in the book, actually, is before you even leave the deal a lot, call the service department and make your first appointment, even if there's nothing wrong with the RV, make yeah. that appointment because you, by the time you need it, then you're probably fine. You're having to book two, three, four, five, depending on the time of year, even six months out. Wow. We've had that. Yeah, so I think booking... And there's, there's some exceptions too. There are some RVs that do have low issues, but, it, but in general, it's a general rule. Sure. Definitely not, it's not built on the automotive chest. Automotive chest. Well, then, let's, go, yeah. let's go down the road. We're, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're heading out on a camping trip. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, maybe it's early in our RV career. So we're looking at each other as we're driving down the road. And she says to me, man, I wish we knew blank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depreciation. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big one because you're so excited. You're buying the dream. 
and you know you go in and you see this beautiful URB and it's got all of the lighted cup holders and the USB chargers and whatever other fancy things you know Bluetooth and you know they're the kind of things we look at and think well you know that's that's not the most important part but the thing is that they'll often sell you on the monthly payment right oh this is only cost you three hundred dollars a month or one hundred fifty dollars a month but you have to add up all of the related costs of RV ownership. You know, we did a really big in-depth blog post after our six years on the road of everything we've spent in six years on the RV, insurance, registration, maintenance, repairs, and, man, that's eye-opening. And storage, I think, is one. A lot of people, if you're not full-timing, you need to store the RV. Um, yeah, factor yeah. that into your budget, you know? Or can you even find a place to store it? That's another problem we're hearing lately. But I think depreciation, you know, when you go to sell that RV, it's not like real estate, which typically, not always, but typically appreciates. And I think that's the biggest thing. With You know, our RV life we found cost us around about the same per month as our life at home. Because the biggest difference is the real estate is appreciating and the RV is depreciating. In general, this last yeah. year has wow. been the exception to that. This, this last year, RVs, some of them appreciated. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's a really you know, great point. I think depreciation and being really mindful of the total cost of RV ownership, and especially if you're going to try and have both. So, you know, for yeah. us, we made the transition. We jumped in both feet. We sold the house and bought the RV. So we traded expenses. And then whereas so many people, they get into RV and they're trying to do both and half time and then you got to be mindful that you're going to be hitting with both. I mean, you have some, there's some pros to that and some cons to that. Just make sure you're well-educated and very well-researched when making big decisions. Yeah, well, of course, you know, uh, getting the books will probably help in the well-educated department. I'm sure of that. Um, <laughs> you know, um, one more, just just before we part ways temporarily, because I hope you'll join us again here at the RV Travel Podcast. Mark and Julie Bennett, what would you leave us with in terms of something practical that we really ought to focus on a little bit more in our RV maintenance area? Well, I think a big one was, is, like Julie was alluding to, the fact that it's so difficult to get in your RV for RV repairs right now is that I think it'd be great if you can learn, at least learn the right end of the screwdriver, right? So so you can do some of these repairs yourself because so many of the RV repairs are very simple when it comes to the skill and labor. And so you can do it yourself. You can DIY a lot of these repairs. You learn a little bit from a YouTube channel, um, or from some other resources. Maybe you go RV and get a formal schedule. Magazine. Yeah, RV Enthusiast Magazine is an excellent RV channel. Travel. RV travel. Yeah, all these, there's so many resources. Double-check this. Get a couple resources to make sure they align with the same approach. But I think that you can save yourself so much time and so much money by having doing some of these projects yourself. And I know for me, when we had an RV, one of the worst things about being a full-time RVer is that when your RV needed repair, if you're not able to do it yourself, you have to be out of your home for someone to be able to do that repair versus you know, a traditional home, where if you can do some of these repairs yourself, you're not displaced, you save a ton of money, and you save a ton of time. And it's great for your confidence. You feel really a lot more capable that, you know, like we said all about us, yeah, I've got this, you know, you can do it, you can figure it out. And, uh, that's what we hope our resources are there to do is to help people figure it out and um, 
give them the confidence to get out there and just enjoy their life on the road. Well, if it's if it if it sounds as good as you make it sound, then we're all going to be jumping in head, <laughs> you know, at least ear deep. Mark and Julie Bennett are the authors of Living the RV Life and the brand new book RV Hacks. Uh, Living the RV Life available everywhere uh, including target and now released on audio and the new book is brand new available as they say everywhere books are sold plus they've got the uh, rvlove.com website a youtube channel with the same name if you don't learn anything by watching or reading their work then you need to pay closer attention thanks so much for being a part of the rv travel podcast don't go away we've got a little bit more to cover here uh, including the geeks on tour they're going to show us uh, what are the apps that we need to put onto our phone that will make life slightly easier if not incredibly fantastically better uh coming up right after this from softstartrv.com slash stay cool want to save 30 bucks Go to that website and get your own Soft Start RV. I've talked about them and how they, number one, make it real easy for you to run your air conditioner on all sorts of, well, less capable power supplies from 20, 20 what, 20, you know, you know, household current uh, on up to the 30 amp uh, or using a generator. You want to run multiple air conditioners. All of these things are possible. Learn all about the alternatives at softstartrv.com slash stay cool. Save 30 bucks. They're selling now for $2.99. And of course, a risk-free 90-day money-back guarantee free shipping to the U.S. and Canada, easy to install, no more wire cutting. Uh, it's the kind of thing that even I could do. Check it all out at softstartrv.com. Stay cool. Save yourself a few bucks. It's all right there in black and white and green and red and blue. Tell them we sent you. And speaking of sent you, why don't you consider subscribing to the rvtravel.com podcast insider newsletter subscribe and you will get a link to the podcast a couple days before everybody else so you'll be in on all the good stuff the giveaways the contests all the content and a link to all the other podcasts that you can now chase down by subject and by where they are in the podcast so you can go right to that spot this week, sign up for the podcast and you'll be entered to win an RVTravel.com mug. I don't know about you, but that thing that I carry in my left hip pocket continues to vex me every day. But knowing that I have that much technology in my pocket is also kind of empowering. So we're welcoming back rv geeks on tour jim and chris gould thank you so much for joining us are you both there hello here we are hi how you doing yeah i'm glad i'm glad all the cell phones are working today because that's what we're going to talk about a little bit but before we do let me just tell everybody there one time this is my big endorsement go to geeksontour.com and learn whatever you need to learn about your phone your computer your connect 
connectivity to the world via Wi-Fi or cell phone signals. They've got an incredible website with a little bit of everything and a lot of a whole bunch of other stuff on there, plus their YouTube channel, Geeks on Tour. Um, in the past, we've talked about your uh, backstory, uh, but you are one of us. You're RVers, you're travelers, you run businesses basically mob from a mobile standpoint. One of the things that we want to do better, we being me, I guess, I don't mean it in the royal sense, but uh, most of us listening here at the RV Travel Podcast could stand to use a little help uh, getting to places and uh, knowing more about them before we get there. So one of the seminars you'll be doing at a couple different gatherings in July deals with maps and apps for RV trip planning. So Chris, give us an overview on all of that, just so that we understand what is out there that we might want to take advantage of. Okay. Well, first, everybody wants the one app that's going to do everything for them, including me. I try to find such a thing, but it just doesn't exist because we all travel differently. So there's just no one app. We love Google Maps. We love Road Trippers. We love All Stays. And then there is the piece for our travels. We just travel a little in a little camper van now, and we need to get places at certain times, but then there's a lot of other times in between. So we need an app that gives us dates, and we did a whole one of our YouTube shows just a couple weeks ago on using RV Parky to calculate when you're going to get there. And, and all, we, we try to just touch on all of those things in our seminar, Maps and Apps for RV Trip Planning. Jim, what is the biggest thing, uh, what is the biggest need RVers have for an app? Let's say if we had to narrow it down, what is their, their number one priority? I think the number one priority is to avoid roads that are not appropriate for an RV traveler. And, and that could be low clearance bridges or tunnels or, or things like that. And do you have a recommendation on an app for that, for folks who are maybe driving a, a really big fifth wheel or a motor coach? Uh, there are several RV aware apps and, and regular standalone devices. So I think an RV traveler should have uh, at least a, a dedicated GPS type device, a tablet or a dedicated like the Garmin or the, the Rand McNally. There are several out there that are RV aware. And then also have an app, especially if you have a navigator, that navigator should also have an app on their phone. Usually Google Maps is probably my main choice after one of the standalone apps. For That's going down the road. Now, when you're using these other apps for planning your travels, it, it's a different story. So that, that makes a, a different uh, an app that that works on your, I like the tablets or the computers because of the bigger screen to work with, but all of these things can be done on a smartphone. 
Well, I'm like you and many other of us are as well. And you mentioned tablets uh, a couple times now, and the size of the screen is, is probably number one. Are there other advantages to a tablet? And then before I forget, how do we work a tablet if we've got a phone and we've got a PC or a laptop? I mean, how does that all work together? Well, you're going to have to have some sort of connectivity uh, going down the road. That's the other thing with a dedicated GPS. Those maps will be stored locally. You can also store maps locally on a tablet or a smartphone. We think that the, the iPad mini 8-inch screen is just the perfect size for, for going down the road. So you can put that on a mount on your dash and use that as a primary or a secondary GPS for, for traveling. And you can run the apps that we were talking about, the RV Parky and the Google Maps and the My Maps. Chris, what are some of the other things we might be able to take advantage of if we have the right apps and we're RV travelers? I mean, they're, they're, granted. There's a million of them, and there's something for everybody from where to find licorice ice cream to uh, the wacky, the, the, you know, the world's largest ball of twine. But what, what are some of the more practical ones that, that we think would, we would have you know, use for? Well, you say practical. There's Gas Buddy, of course. Although, and Gas Buddy is a dedicated program that just shows you where the gas stations are, and it's crowdsourced information about the pricing. So the main time that I open up the Gas Buddy app on my phone is when we're coming up on a state line. I want to see how much different the pricing for gas is on this side of the state line versus the other side of the state line. Should we top it off now or, or, should, or should we wait? I want to add something to, to Jim's uh, uh, low clearances. Though. Yeah, yeah. And people, people need to set their expectations right. None of these programs are perfect. Absolutely none of them. When we don't, we don't care anymore because we're just <laughs> in a little in a little camper van, so we can get under any any standard bridge. Therefore, all we use is Google Maps. Google Maps does not know about RVs and low-clearance bridges. But when we did have a big rig and we used the Rand McNally dashboard unit, it would route us in such a way that you do not go under any low bridges, but it messed up a couple of times. <laughs> so oh, boy. You Nothing just, is you just perfect. always have to be watching. Yeah, you have to always be watching out. You know, uh, uh, speaking of that sort of thing, um, and, and apropos of all of these apps and maps, uh, I've found quite often that they need to be updated on a regular basis. Do we need to do that, or why, why doesn't it update for us when we turn it back on? Is there something I'm missing there, Jim? Well, the, the dedicated devices usually have to be plugged into a computer in order to update, so that's one thing, and they have to have an Internet connection. The other apps may ask you to update on a regular basis, and yes, you should keep them up to date. They're going to be giving you newer information, and, and that's important. 
because maybe you've noticed there's construction all around. <laughs> so yeah. updates are important. And, yeah, just generally speaking, you need to have a good Internet connection. So sometimes if you don't or if you're paying a lot of money for a cellular connection, you may not be wanting to use all of that data because those maps tend to be fairly large. Go to their website, geeksontour.com, and learn more about where they're going to be, what they're going to be doing. There's a lot of ways for you to learn more there. And become a member as well, geeksontour.com. Check out their YouTube channel, Geeks on Tour. There's something for everybody there. No matter what kind of battery-operated device you've got in your pocket, in your dashboard, or anywhere <laughs> else, They've got a solution to one of your problems. Uh, I love one of your uh, kind of general topics. What does this button do? And everybody's looking at their phone. And they're probably all looking at different buttons now that I think about it. But um, all of those things are addressed in great detail there, geeksontour.com. Jim, Chris, Gould, thanks so much for being a part of the RV Travel Podcast. Very enjoyable. Thanks. You. Thank you. Yeah, we've, we've been a part of RV travel for, for a long time. Good stuff there. And that'll do it for the RV travel podcast for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please tell your friends and tell the world because how we get listened to most is by you writing a review or a rating at Apple Podcasts. That's how we get up to where more people will learn more about us and how it's working and you'll have more folks listening along with you you never know you might learn something from one of them appreciate the rating or the review i hope you learned something from the geeks on tour or from mark and julie bennett at rvlove.com their new books are rv hacks and the audio version of living the rv life I'll put a link at the rvtravel.com podcast page for all of that as well. Leave you with this one. Too big for a bumper sticker, but a great poster to hang up in your kitchen. Reality is okay, but how about we hook up the trailer and escape to the land of wishful thinking? Thanks again for joining us. I'm Scott Linden, your host. See you down the road.